Hey friends, I'm Janelle Mosley and you're listening to the Let's Hang Out podcast, a space where we get to have fun and engage in real talk with other women about our passions and things that inspire us in life. So come on, let's hang out. Hello friends and welcome to the first interview episode of the Let's Hang Out podcast and I'm so excited about today's guest. This is my best friend, one of the most amazing women in the world. Guys, today we have on the podcast, Abigail Ticola. Hey! <laughs> I am so grateful to be here, and the fact that we get to do this in person is so fun, so thanks for driving all the way to St. Louis. Yes! Actually hang out in person, but to be able to share this with other people is awesome. Yeah, we are currently in Abby's kitchen right now in St. Louis, so I apologize if any of the audio is a little bit echoey because we just wanted to be chill and have a really just natural setup, so we're here. We are currently drinking our uh, smoothies. Abby, why don't you tell them what is in the smoothie? Because okay. this tastes like summer in a glass. Yeah, today feels like summer. It's amazing. I'm so grateful for the 60 degree weather. Um, but we just mixed up some um, some ice, some frozen berries, and then we used a an energy fizz stick, pomegranate flavor, and then um, a cherry mind health Um what do you call just a uh, packet yeah. of Did um, you say Arbon? energy? Yes, and they're from um, Arbon, which is um, a huge part of what I do. So I um, I'm really excited to be hanging out on like what feels like a little bit of a summer day with a popsicle drink in hand. Yes, cheers, <laughs> cheers yes. to that. I love it. Um, cool. So we're gonna go ahead and just jump right in um, mm-hmm. to this episode. I'm really excited about today's topic. Um, but before we really dive into that, Abby, why don't you share with everybody who you are, what you do, and for an icebreaker question, we want to hear what is something that you could talk about for hours? Okay, I love that. Well, like she said, my name is Abigail Tacola. I currently live in St. Louis, but I grew up in Wisconsin and um, got married to an incredible man, um, Luke Tacola, who is just one of my favorite um, people to talk about. Yes. Um, and um, what do I do? So, I mean, I think of like being a wife as like a huge part of the role that I play and just seeing the priorities in life shift um, when when I went from uh, single life to married life. So um, I love being a wife. Um, I'm a teacher. I teach fourth grade at a private school here in St. Louis, and it is currently my third year Wrapping up teaching in a pandemic has been crazy, but just a huge blessing to be able to lead kids and love on them in a time where, like, we just need to come together. We need positivity. We need um, genuine people around us, and so I just love that I get to bring those students together and love on them in this challenging time, Um, and then I am also running my own Arbon business and yes. it's been super exciting to just see how God has brought that opportunity into my life. Um, a huge part of what I love to do and what I could talk about for hours is like health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say I could talk about my specific students and like the stories that go back to my first year of teaching and just different personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been hard, what has been good and um, just being able to share my heart with people, I think in person, like connecting Mm -hmm. with people, um, one-on-one, 
Um, and just like doing this, like hanging out, it feels mm. like we're just hanging out at a coffee shop and yeah. I've really missed being able to like actually go to <laughs> coffee shops oh, and I know. like do this with people. So yeah. it's such a gift to, um, to just have conversations and, um, yeah, I think that's kind of the yeah. gist of what I, well, what yeah. I do and what I love what to talk about. about. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. If you guys just to give you a picture of what Abby and her husband are like, like if I had to compare them to like a character, it would literally be like Belle and like Beauty and the Beast because I feel like Luke is just this like, like protector, like very, you Mm. know, not, I don't know how to explain it, but like a protecting presence, very like a gentle giant. That's mm. that's the best way I could describe mm-hmm. him. Abby, I think, came out of a Disney movie. Like that's just how that's how I feel. Like like when you dressed up as Rapunzel for your Halloween. for Halloween presents, you were like in your element. Yes, it was great, especially because we had this um, pet bearded dragon, and so I put him on my shoulder, and oh he was gosh. like little Pascal from. Rapunzel from the Tangled movie. You did not. If if anyone else is a Rapunzel (laughs) fan out there. That is so funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to dive into our topic today. And I'm so passionate about this specific topic because this is a big part of what this whole podcast is about, right? Like about having friends and community in general and just finding the ones that really like feed your soul. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like finding friends that are you know, friends that have, you know, similar values as us and, and really pour into us and, and just really feed our soul are so rare to find, especially Mm. if, I I don't know what age you are, whoever's listening to this, I feel like as an adult, it's really hard to find friends. Actually, no, scratch that. Mm. Any season of life, it's really hard to find like good quality friends, like in Mm. high school and college, it's a little easier because you have a lot of people that you're surrounded with. But then when you graduate and you get into your adult years and The reason why I wanted to have Abby on this specific podcast when we're talking about community is because I just believe that that I'm going to get emotional. (laughs) Oh, I knew I was going to like really go deep here. Okay. So I just feel like Abby, for anyone who doesn't know her, she just embodies community. Like that is just her heartbeat for life and her passion. And it like really like, I don't know what the word is, but it feels like everything that you do almost. Mm, And it's really cool to see because you and Luke, I I feel like share that passion for Mm -hmm. community and you value it so much. Like earlier, like literally 30 minutes ago, we were talking about this wedding that we had both been invited to and they were like, oh, like, we, we don't think we're going to be able to go. Like, we have this big trip planned. But then, like, the more you guys talked about it, you were like, no, like, this matters. We are going to make this work. <laughs> like, we need <laughs> to prioritize so this. Yeah. yeah. I love that. So um, the first question that I really want to hear from you, Abby, is um, what are, like, the benefits that you have seen from having a strong source of community in your life and, and prioritizing that? Like, what does community do for you? Yeah, well, I think just especially as a Christ follower, like thinking about everything that I do, where it stems from, like I am not meant to live alone. Yeah. Like nobody is. Whether you decide to get married or stay single or, you know, you're walking through a really hard season of divorce or separation, like whatever that looks like, 
you need community. You need people to love on you, Mm -hmm. to fight for you, to pray for you, to cry with, to laugh with. I mean, life is just better with quality people. And I have moved a lot in the last, I would say, like 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin area and lived there for all 18 years. But I knew I wanted to go somewhere far away for college because... My parents were so encouraging with just allowing me to see what what else was out there and mm-hmm. just not limiting not limiting me in any way but just giving me opportunity to see that you know it's so possible to go and and really find community and make a, a home in a different place and yeah. being in um I I went to school down south and just there I mean there's so many different norms different um, customs, even like the, um, atmosphere of the church looks Mm -hmm. different. Um, and being able to go and experience a season away from my family for the first time and just feel inspired by like the community and the people that God provided, Mm -hmm. um, was just amazing. And then from there, um, you know, realized that, no matter, you know, where I am, whether I'm in a current city or location or I've moved and, you know, gone somewhere where I don't know anyone or I only know a handful of people, like, um, I am meant to, um, bring so much of what God has placed on my heart and the different skills I have can benefit and bless like others and vice versa. Like there's this reciprocal relationship that happens because Mm -hmm. of community when God leads you to those people. Yeah, that's so good. And I feel like community just like adds color to your life. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, like it makes it so vibrant. And I mean, it's it's so interesting because it it takes work, right? Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't just come naturally. It does not come naturally. I mean, you can... You can pray for community, but if you stay at your house, pretty much like the only community that's going to just randomly show up your door is like if you order pizza and the pizza <laughs> guy comes up and you're like, what's up? Like, But like, <laughs> I just feel like so many people are like praying like, God, bring me a friend, which is great. Like it should start with prayer, but I think a lot of times God calls us to go out and be that person that says like, hey, do you like want to grab coffee or do you want to check out this yoga studio with me? And I know that like things are weird and up and, you know, up and coming to a new normal with COVID regulations and whatnot. But yeah, if you're listening to this in the future, we're still on the tail end of COVID. We are. Yes. Um, but I would say like the biggest thing that I've learned and the, ba- the biggest benefit to community has been to be someone who initiates like community and invites people in because as much as you want to wait and be invited to something like Mm -hmm. there are people like out there that just need community just as much as we do yeah yeah and I kind of this question I have on the list a little further ahead but I'm going to jump into it um just to explain to you guys really Abby's heart um behind like who she is I have never met someone who is more good at initiating with people. Like, I think that's something that a lot of us struggle with because we assume that people are just going to initiate with us all the time because growing up, you know, you're surrounded by friends and so you don't realize the importance of initiation and reaching out and mm-hmm. and really making an effort to to 
to connect with people. And so one of the things I love about Abby is that she is just an inviter. Like she continuously pursues people no matter what, no matter how good they are at initiating back. Like she just always puts her heart on heart on her sleeve. And through our friendship, she's really taught me the importance of being intentional and reaching out. And the reality of that is like when you're the kind of person who is the inviter, you don't always receive the same amount of initiation back from other people Mm, and so true and sometimes I can feel hard so Abby tell us kind of what that's like to Mm. be an inviter and um and when sometimes you might be the one initiating Mm -hmm. more than others like tell people more about what that's like I think that gosh there's so many different directions this can go this is such a good (laughs) question I love it so much because it's been something that I've walked through in really hard seasons and really struggled with in different parts of my life like I'm thinking back to when I moved to Chicago when right after Luke and I got engaged and our our dating relationship was long distance for three years so we dated Mm -hmm. long distance our entire um first three years of knowing each other and then he proposed and I moved to Chicago and oh my goodness I was so excited not to be long distance anymore and to be living next door to him with a couple girls that he knew from school and um you know I expected it to be this really fun season but it ended up being a lot harder because Mm -hmm. I entered into a place where he was well established and it was his community and his friends which is great, um, but it was really hard because I felt like I was starting at square one. Yeah. But it was a temporary season. We knew we were only going to be there for nine months. Mm-hmm. So I was in this really weird season of like, well, what's the point of trying to meet people or make friends? How do I initiate if I'm somewhere temporarily? Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful that God brought me through that season because God taught me that no matter what season you are in, whether you are in an internship for two months or you are you know, in a new city working a job that's just temporary or maybe you are unemployed and really struggling in a season of um, wondering what that next step is going to look like, like wherever God has called you and placed you, um, he has called us to build community there. Yeah. And, and I think it was really hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that if, you know, if I'm in a place for a certain amount of time, like no matter what that time looks like, God can use that and bless that because he works outside of time. Mm-hmm. And, um, I know that I'm, let me get back to your question about initiating. So, In that season, um, I learned that when, you know, when I am called to initiate, like it might look scary and there may be even rejection Mm -hmm. involved in that. But if you are reaching out in a place where you are reaching out because you're overflowing from who Jesus like says you are and who you're, who you're called by, who your identity does not result in the expect and in your um your outcome Mm -hmm. of that ask or even just asking that person and then maybe you're um, subconsciously expecting them to return the favor next week and they don't and I, I go through that I still go through that because um for all of those of you that do know the Enneagram I am an Enneagram number two and it is a such an awesome thing in a lot of ways and such a hard thing because I um love serving people and helping people and being that initiator but Mm -hmm. sometimes I find myself in a place where like I'm reaching out and then I'm you know waiting for the the other person to um, reach out and and do the same 
for for me and if it doesn't happen like what do we do when we have that bitterness or our expectations are not met and I think a lot of times when people do try to initiate Mm -hmm. and they're hurt and they're rejected and it it didn't work out like they thought they close themselves off to initiating because that hurt outweighed the possibility of what could happen if they continue to initiate and so I think it's just so important to remember like are of of the the heart behind why you're asking someone to mm-hmm. spend time with or why you're initiating that friendship and truly I just remember like when it comes back to like God has called me to love people and he loves me and everything I do when when I have that viewpoint and that perspective of who he is and that mm-hmm. overflow is like I don't expect someone else to come back and fill my cup because God's the one who really does like overflow Mm -hmm. into our, into our lives. Yeah. I love that. You and I were talking about this, uh, I don't remember how long ago it was, but we were on a walk one time, I remember. Um, and I was asking you because like your ability to, you know, invite freely without expectation, without, you know, putting standards or, or without putting expectations on people to initiate the same amount in return. It's always been so inspiring to me. And I remember asking you this question for the first time and you kind of said it again, where like you, we are called to love people. Like we are called to receive like our identity by being filled with who Christ says we are Mm -hmm. and being like so rooted and like, confirmed in how much he loves us and that love is supposed to overflow onto others Mm -hmm. like that's where we can you know get that that drive and that um abundance from and so we don't have to be afraid when we invite Mm -hmm. or we initiate and maybe it and maybe you initiate with someone and you don't really click with them Mm -hmm. you know or maybe they didn't feel like they clicked with you and so they never reach out back but you are like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I know who I am and mm-hmm. I don't have to get along with everyone, but I know mm-hmm. God and he loves me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to keep, you know, just loving no matter who comes my way because I already know who I am. Yeah. And I think too, like there are seasons where we're called to let go of certain friendships and yeah. that can be really hard and just something that's not really talked about a whole lot. Like there's not really resources on you know, what does it look like to let go of certain seasons of friendship and maybe welcome them back in, Mm -hmm. um, in the future, but letting go of certain relationships because you move away and you can't keep in touch with every person that you used to connect with. And so just being so open to prayerfully journal and share and worship through those times, because it can be hard. And I think too, like friendship of what friendship looks like over the course of different seasons, it's okay for it to ebb and flow. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, a prime example being like our friendship, like we met in eighth grade (laughs) and, um, our friendship looks very different since back then. But in, like, the best way. Um, But in the best way. And I think we've gone through seasons where, you know, we didn't, like, I didn't even, we didn't even have smartphones, obviously. Yeah. So it was we had like Facebook. a lot. We had Facebook, <laughs> yes. On our desktops, on not our, our pocket. desktops. And, you know, after school, you'd come home and you'd, we'd chat each other. I mean, like, I'm sure it would be hilarious to look up our old conversations. <laughs> oh, like, my I kind of want to do that right now. 
while I'm <laughs> talking. It's just so funny to like look back though in our conversation, just like different conversations in general and see like, oh How yeah, there, there's some really good oh my stuff gosh. in here. Okay, so just to preface, just to give you guys a little sneak peek. So Abby and I actually met when we were at camp. It's kind of a long story. I won't get into it. Oh, wow. She's showing me some pictures right now. Um, cringy photos. Um, yeah, and so we met at camp when we were in eighth grade. So we've been friends for, oh, my gosh, how many years has it been? How old were we in eighth grade? Probably 13. 13. Or we were 13, so 13. Or 14. I turned 27. Or I'm 27. Yeah, okay. We're 27. <laughs> how old are we? We're forgetting our age. Um, so we've been friends for over 10 years now. Like, almost, like, going on 20 years what the heck not like going on 20 years but it will be we're closer to 20 years than we are to 10 years at this point which is insane so we have a lot of history to go back through and um it's just so funny to see it's so rare to have a friend that like has seen you go through all these changes and grow so much especially in those years where you're like you know in high school and you're in middle school and you're trying to like figure out who you are and what you believe and you're figuring out this whole like boys and dating situation and like it's just been such a fun journey. Um, um, okay, so we I just paused this. We found some gold. Go ahead. Okay, this is the first message that Janelle sent me on Facebook. And I don't know if it's just I'm being really vulnerable here. cut us off, but this was, I think, in high school. It says, hey, girl. Okay, so I don't know if you remember when we talked about visiting, visiting each other for a week, but yeah. I was thinking we should plan those soon so I can tell my boss which days I can work and can't work. I figured since I visited you last time that you should come down here. <laughs> okay, make it even. <laughs> I don't know if you plan on driving by yourself or what's going on, but I think it should be really good. Just, just like navigating the beginning of our friendship. That's so sweet. So funny. And then if you, like if I scroll down a little bit, there's like this permission slip to come to your homecoming because senior year. I had no friends in high school, you guys. Senior year. I had no friends in high school. My, all my friends did not go to the same school as me, and so I asked Abby she'd be my homecoming date and it was the best decision ever because that was such a fun night and I think I go into one of your school dances we both our hair with like a big beach waiter (laughs) because we wanted to look like aquamarine Mm -hmm. um so fun down trip down memory memory lane um but yeah so all I had to say we have had a ton of experience with different seasons of friendships um and I think one of the hardest things that people struggle with right now is to just like know especially in a pandemic Um, But whether you're in a pandemic or not, I feel like a lot of people don't really know how to bring people together Mm. and and find ways to hang out that's maybe just a little more natural and, like, fun and easy. And, Abby, that's something that you're really good at. I feel like you're really good at hosting people and you're really good at um, getting together people one-on-one or in groups. Um, So I would love to hear from you and for the people listening – what are some practical ways or practical ideas to like foster community? So like once people have decided to make the decision to be intentional, mm. okay, what's an idea I can do to create community with the people that I've started to meet? Yeah. I mean, I would say this is one of the things that I've learned about in being an adult, like post-college. You know, when you're in college, you're surrounded by people that are all the same age that mm-hmm. may even know each other from a certain class or Mm -hmm. might be connected already whereas when you become an adult I feel like you take on more of a responsibility or a role to be the one who can connect people 
Um, and like not being afraid to invite people in from different circles. Mm. Uh, like our friend Ashley, she mm-hmm. inspires Shout out to me Ashley so much. Follow her on Instagram. <laughs> yes, she inspires me so much just because when I met her here in St. Louis, it was because she had invited you mm-hmm. over to her house for a bachelor night. Mm-hmm. And it was like you and like a handful of other girls. And I, I, I came in thinking, oh, this is going to be fun, but like I won't know anyone. I bet they'll already know, they'll all mm-hmm. know each other. And I come in and I'm like, hey, so like, how do you know Ashley? And they're like, oh, I know her from this. Or like, oh, my cousin like told me that she lived in St. Louis. So like, I, followed her on Facebook and she invited me here and I'm like yeah. this is so cool like yeah. you don't just need to get together with people who already know each other like mm-hmm. there's such a cool possibility for us to invite people in from work and from uh you know our gym that mm-hmm. we work out at mm-hmm. and yeah um, different and circles of life yeah because you could be the reason that other people end up connecting and finding each other's community. Mm-hmm. And that's like what it's all about. Yeah. It's about leading other people to that place of deep community and quality people. And so mm-hmm. I just remember Ashley saying like she she loves the idea that like she could be hosting and inviting people into a space where people like find their person like Mm. she may not be their person and that's okay and I think just letting that expectation go of like I'm gonna invite this person in and this person in and this person in and like oh yeah so-and-so's cousin just moved to St. Louis like let's invite them in too Mm. and bringing people in together not not so that oh I expect to be best friends with them but like I expect for them to find love and find genuine friendship in this place Mm. that is so good wow Yeah, our friend Ashley has definitely been someone who has inspired us to continue to pursue community in that way, and I love that so much. And not just, like, for yourself, but to help other people find community because Mm -hmm. it's such a blessing. Um, And I feel like, um, honestly, okay, you guys, this sounds, like, so crazy, but when Abby said that we were invited over for a bachelor night, we met, not, like, literally, like, a bachelor party, but, like... (laughs) (laughs) Like the ABC show, Bachelor. Which, as much as, I don't remember which season it... Was it Colton? I think it was Colton season. Yeah. Um, Which, as much as, like, there's a lot of things about that show that I don't agree with, necessarily. However, I feel like that's, like, one of the best ways... To to connect. To bring community together. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you're watching the show, you're talking about it together, and, oh my gosh, I've done that in, like... We moved to Wisconsin, and, like, I started doing that. And now I have all these new friends because, what do you know? Bachelors <laughs> bringing the people together. So, honestly, and whether, you know, there's so many different ways that you can bring community together, which mm-hmm. is what, whether it's a coffee date with one person or another great great way that we love, you know, meeting new people is having game nights at our yeah, house. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And just, like, not, like, very low-key, like you said, casual settings. I mean, like, we even have, like, a – fire pit in our backyard so Mm -hmm. like we've just invited people to like hey like bring your own drinks and come hang out and just sit by the fire and it doesn't need to be like this elaborate like I need to clean my house and like cook food for 20 people Mm -hmm. um inviting people to come over and just bring an appetizer and like hang out and play games like some of the best memories have happened because of those nights yeah and I feel like community just happens around the fire like so true something so special happens when people Mm. are gathered around a fire I don't know Mm -hmm. what it is I don't know if you feel that way no I totally do I think whenever I think of like campfires I think of my family trips 
um, where we would take our RV different places around the country and we would be able to have campfires and roast marshmallows and just like look at the stars and it's just a very um it's like a retreat Mm -hmm. away from everything it's a very secluded almost even if it's in your backyard you don't need to like go like camp and like hike across the country Mm -hmm. and just thinking about like where we met like Camp Timberley like the fact that a lot of you know great conversations would happen around campfires and Mm -hmm. the last night of camp you'd you know be able to share testimonies of what God has done around a campfire so there is so much beauty in that and I think a lot of times sometimes I don't know about you but something I'm like a little more introverted and so sometimes when I go on a one-on-one coffee date for someone I'm a little like Mm -hmm. intimidated because you're like okay um uh do I something to my teeth like, I got to make eye contact. You're kind of oh, like, what am I going to talk about? And you kind of had these, like, things backed up in your head. And you're like, okay, so I can talk about, we can talk about my college. Yeah. We can talk about, like, <laughs> just my passion for this. And, like, and oh, how much no. eye contact do I make during this time? Like, I don't know. Right. But the thing about having, like, doing something together as a group, like, for example, the fire, mm-hmm. so everyone's looking at something else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have something that you're doing together. Yeah. And it just naturally fosters communication. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Um, yeah. something else I wanted to talk about, um, in this episode, and I know you shared a little bit about this earlier, but I wanted to share or to hear from you. Like you said, you've been in a season of loneliness before, specifically oh, when yeah. you were in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and what did God teach you in that time? And for anyone who's listening, who might be in that season right mm-hmm. now, like, what would you say to encourage them? Like, Mm. what would you say to the Abby who was in Chicago Mm. to encourage her? That's such a good question. And I think just being able to learn from other people through their loneliness is a huge opportunity for us to be able to, like, put on the armor during those seasons of our, of our own life and for your own life, if you're listening. Um, I want to back up a little bit, though, and talk about how I was, went through a season of loneliness right after college and I, nobody prepared me for leaving college and leaving the community aspect of everybody living in a dorm, everybody mm-hmm. eating in a dining hall. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you're doing everything in community. Yeah. And leaving college is such a hard time, no mm-hmm. matter what what that looks like, whether you're currently, you know, in college or you graduated a long time ago. But I just remember starting, being really excited to like start a new job and like mm-hmm. hang out with, um, with my new roommate who I was moving in with. And, but all of my best friends like moved away and went to other grad school programs or started new jobs in different places. And I was just not prepared for like nine to five or not even nine to five because as a teacher I work more like seven to three but just the 40 hour work weeks and then feeling like you come home and you're exhausted and you don't know like you're like do I hang out with people or do I just like make dinner and fall asleep and I I mean it was first year teaching so I was like lesson planning and grading papers all the time and felt like just I was trying to keep my head above water and I didn't know how to make space for community but I also didn't know where to look for community Mm -hmm. when I had just finished college like it was just this really hard season and I remember like specifically the first month of school I was just like man if this is like life after college I don't know if I can do it I think people were right when they said college was the best four years of their life I'm like this is so (laughs) sad yeah but just realizing that 
like you have to be intentional to make space for community. It doesn't just happen when you show up like in the dining hall, you know, when you're at work, like you're either eating lunch at your desk by yourself. If you're, you know, in a, um, in an office or, you know, for personally, for me, I was eating lunch with my third grade students at the lunch table. We were talking about their French fries and that's not really community for a, um, 22 year old who just graduated. So I would say, um, you know, if you're going through a season of loneliness, I think it's so important to like acknowledge where you're at and then just ask yourself, like, am I praying about this? Am I, am I, being intentional with creating space for community or have I just not even opened myself up to that because I'm throwing my own pity party Mm -hmm. you know and like it is totally okay to like go through those emotions and feel that loneliness and feel that sadness but like have a small pity party and then pray through that and ask the Lord like how can I be that source of community for someone else and how can you use other people to like build that community in my life because chances are if you feel that way there are so many other people out there that feel that way too Mm -hmm. yeah I love that that's so good so the next thing that I want to talk to and kind of dive into is how to find friends when you're in a new season a new place whether it's you moved for a job or you just graduated college and you're you know, maybe like you said, your friends moved away, and so you mm-hmm. you're kind of starting from scratch, basically. Um, where do you think it's a good idea, as especially as a young adult, to find community um, in a season again where you're just starting over? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard, and I feel like it's so different for everybody, just based on like your interests or what you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Like I really like how you mentioned how encouraging it can be to meet someone for like a shared activity so like looking for opportunities like I even think about how our husbands like started a softball league Mm -hmm. when we were both here in St. Louis and like I could have easily been like okay that's awesome you guys go have fun but I thought it was so cool how us girls girlfriends wives you know fiancés whoever the guys were dating if they had someone that was in their life we would all come hang out and like sit on the sidelines Mm -hmm. and it's just those like simple opportunities that I think bring about some of the sweetest conversations and times with um with those um new people that Mm -hmm. we might have never met if it weren't for those opportunities so I would say like look for chances for you or your significant other to sign up for sports leagues yeah frisbee softball baseball and that doesn't have like yeah yeah, it doesn't have to be something that you're like super passionate about but it can be the vehicle that brings you to a passionate friendship yeah and even if you don't meet someone like in that specific context you can like meet them and then they'll introduce you to someone else mm-hmm. and maybe you become best friends with that person but you mm-hmm. never would have met them had mm-hmm. you not shown up to that other thing in the first place totally yeah I feel like that's how a lot of my friendships has happened is like especially as a young adult mm-hmm. you just gotta find things and just show up mm-hmm. like you gotta I heard someone else say the other day like do it afraid mm-hmm. you know like yes sometimes especially for people who have more social anxiety or maybe are a little more introverted like it takes a lot of energy a mm-hmm. lot of courage to to get yourself to show up to those kind of things, especially when you don't know anyone. But my advice to anyone who's looking for that is to just show up and do it afraid. Mm -hmm. Because more likely than not, you're not the only one who's in that camp. 
Oh, so true. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's different times where you feel like if you go somewhere, like, oh, everyone else is already going to know everybody and I'm kind of on the outside. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, though, that's like a lie in our head that, I mean, the biggest thing that the enemy wants to do is to keep us in isolation. Yeah. So the lies that we're hearing in our mind are going to be keeping us from unity and from coming together with other people. So, like, yeah. what can we do to fight against those things that might keep us from those friendships and ultimately desiring to be in a space where we flourish in those Mm -hmm. relationships. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another thing too is that, oh man, I think sometimes people have just been so burned Mm. from friendships. Totally. Like past relationships that maybe they put themselves out there and it didn't work and they got burned and it's really hard for you to open up again. I've I can test. I've been there mm-hmm. and I said no to friendships for a really long time. But if that's you, like, I just want to encourage you to know that not everyone out there is like that. Mm-hmm. And if you just, you know, maybe ask the Lord to help you heal and, you know, push past some of those fears, I promise you it is worth every moment of energy you put into finding those right friends because when you do, you are going to live a better life mm-hmm. and you are going to thrive because you were obviously, were, like you said, Abby, we're not meant to do this life alone. Mm-hmm. We are meant to run the race together mm-hmm. hand in hand so that when we fall, we can pick each other up or when we're maybe sprinting, we can encourage each other that we're, we're you know, in a season where we're thriving, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just think that's, I know that we say do it afraid, but it's, not easy for everyone to do that Mm -hmm. and so I want to acknowledge that especially if that's you listening to this that we see you and we know that it it can be really hard sometimes but we care about you enough to encourage you to push past those fears if you're able to do that with whether it's by yourself or through counseling um because it's so worth it so um cool I feel like we could talk about this forever but I feel like we covered a lot and I'm so excited for people to hear this Um, I didn't tell you this question beforehand, so I'm going to throw you a curve, not really a curveball, but I'd love to hear, um, just to close this off, what are some dreams that you have that are on the horizon right now? Ooh, this is good. Well, I feel like there are so many dreams that are coming true right now because Luke and I are in a season where he is about to graduate from physical therapy school Mm -hmm. and it's been a huge dream of ours to be able to get to this place where... He's able to close the chapter of being a student and open a chapter to being a doctor. Yes, Dr. Luke. Which is so crazy. <laughs> so I feel like that's a dream that's coming true next month. Wow. Um, and it's it's been a journey. It's been a huge journey. Yeah. Like going through long distance dating while he was a student was very difficult. And then when we got engaged, he was a senior during that year. And then we got married and he started grad school in mm-hmm. St. Louis at Washington University. So I've known him for seven years and he's been a student since day one. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot imagine doing school that long. That is crazy. Me either. So I would say that's like one of the biggest dreams that we've had. And mm-hmm. um, I'm really excited to be able to partner with him and his dream to open his own practice and what that could look like. I mean, mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about how I could serve in health and wellness alongside of that piece mm-hmm. of what that 
clinic could look like and how I could use what I've learned in Arbonne and in the over, overall health and wellness aspect of um, supporting people's bodies, minds, and like everything that comes with like a holistic approach to health mm-hmm. and wellness and then allow him to focus on his aspect of what he's learned throughout just physical healing through physical therapy mm-hmm. um so I there's a that. huge yes so much inspired through through that and he's gonna start working he just accepted a job last night um which is so exciting this so is fresh <laughs> fresh <laughs> news very fresh um, yes he is gonna start working his first job this summer and so that's just I mean it's so exciting we always were like it's gonna be such a dream when we have two incomes Uh, multiple incomes, helping to save, helping to fuel our dreams to buy a home, Mm -hmm. to be a stay-at-home mom. I mean, that's a huge dream. It's been on my heart for as long as I can remember. I'm so grateful that I was raised by a stay-at-home mom who just put her heart and soul into everything that she did to serve me and my sisters. Mm -hmm. And it's just been such a beautiful journey to see her step into that. And I did think that it was going to happen a lot sooner for me before I met Luke. Mm -hmm. And then when I met him, it was like God shifted a lot of my desires on my heart to, to step into my calling as a teacher and to just love the professions and the jobs that have been given to me now to, um, to invest in them and, and pray for what that transition is going to look like whenever we're ready to start a family and Mm. think about what that's going to look like to be a stay-at-home mom. So that's a huge dream on my heart, too. I know that's a lot. I love that. I love that question. You guys are in a very transitional season right now, and you are in a season – well, you've been in a season of preparation Mm -hmm. for a very long time. A season, you know, you patiently supporting Luke as he's going through grad school and and being in kind of a season of a little bit of limbo where you Mm -hmm. don't really know where that's going to take you and and what that timeline's going to look like. So everything's coming full circle together and together full circle, whatever that saying is. (laughs) And I'm so excited for you guys. It's going to be so fun to watch. So... Thank you, friend, for being on this podcast. This was so awesome. I just hope that it encouraged your heart and really challenged you too um, because I know every time I'm able to retell different things that God has done throughout my journey in my heart, like I know I didn't just go through those experiences just for my own sake. I mean, Mm -hmm. ultimately it's for his glory, but it's also so that other people can learn and grow because of what we've been through. Yeah, and that's the whole point of this podcast is to just take – you know, stories from the people that in my life that I've met and to share them because I believe that they're powerful and that all of our stories can encourage one another. So um, thanks again for listening to this episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe because it really supports this podcast. And as always, thanks thanks for hanging out. Bye-bye.